Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. No representation is made that the quality of podcasting performed is greater than the quality of podcasting performed by other podcasters. It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only podcast offering mask-free indoor dining. Proud to welcome you to Episode 7. I am Boomer Bob in counting Trump flags as they go by outside of a studio window. The man who hates you on social media but hugs you in real life, John Jamingo. How are you, my friend? I love your intros because they're so true. I don't know how you come <laughs> up with those, but that is true. There are a bunch of Trump flags. I'm actually going to a Trump rally tomorrow. Back, It's just about a mile from me. They're all meeting up in one place, and they're driving to this place here, and it's only about a mile away. So I'm not going to go drive with all the nunchucks and with everybody with the Trump flags and all that stuff. But I'm going to get there early, get a good spot, and watch all the hijinks that go on. You are going to take a fully charged camera phone, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take all kinds of video. The other thing is, you know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about taking my um, digital recorder and doing some, maybe I can do some interviews while I'm there if I see something Hell yeah. that sparks my interest. The other thing is that, you know what you don't see a lot of? I don't see any Biden flags flying around, riding around, and or Biden stickers on anything. Well, it's because they all say build back better, and that same slogan is being used by 20 other countries right now. Build back better? Triple B. Yeah, that's that's his thing. Build back better. And it's also Canada's slogan, uh, Lebanon's slogan, Turkey, Peru. Uh, there's like 20 of them that are all using it. And it's all approved by the WHO. So it's all cool. How about that? So what are we getting into here today, Bob? I see you have some episodes. You're up on the board first. Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and throw this one. This one, I think we had one that was close to this probably two to three months ago. There was a story like this, but this one was so absurd. There was a 12-year-old boy was doing his at-home schooling, you know, virtual learning thing. I don't know if they do that with Zoom or if they have proprietary video software that they use for that. But, uh, well, the school called the police and suspended a black child who played with a toy gun in a virtual class. Now, I don't know why his color has to be mentioned, but it seems like the media has an inability to mention any person without mentioning their skin color first these days. Um, they did capitalize black, which is important. Very important. We have to capitalize black because black matters. Yes. I mean, you know, capital letters matter. The 12-year-old has a mark on his school record saying he brought a facsimile of a firearm to school, even though he was at home doing virtual learning. Uh, this is Colorado Springs, Colorado. He was suspended and had law enforcement called to his home after reportedly playing with a toy gun. Now, it wasn't a toy gun. It was a BB gun, but it was bright green, neon green with an orange disc at the at the barrel, you know, at the end of the barrel. It was a Nerf gun. It wasn't even a BB uh, it gun. It says it was an airsoft. Well, so. maybe it was, but it's a, a big yeah. giant. There's a, I have a picture of it in the story that I saw. We both have the same story. So the teacher, and he wasn't even playing with it. He picked it up from one side, and he was moving it to the other side of his desk, and it came into the frame of the camera. Wow. And this cunt art teacher calls the principal, the assistant principal. The assistant principal calls the mother, and then they call the police. And the police have to go there, and the kid's got a plastic, green plastic airsoft, Nerf gun, whatever. It's not a real gun. Yeah, it was a Umarex Zombie Hunter airsoft BB gun with bright green barrel and orange disc at the end of the barrel. It was like the kid that took a Pop-Tart in school and bit it into a shape of a gun and got yep. expelled. I this was that. A, Yeah, this yep. was a while ago. So first of all, if I was that parent, I would sue the school. I would try to get the teacher fired, the principal, the assistant principal fired, they're in your home. In other words, your kid's at home. 
if he's allowed to have an airsoft BB gun at his house, he's allowed to have an airsoft BB gun in his house. It's none of their goddamn business. I loved one of the uh, parents. They were quoted as saying, with the cultural events going on right now, especially for young African-Americans, you calling the police and telling them that he could have a gun, you put his life in jeopardy. You know, because that's all cops do is they shoot people. That's especially right. Especially black people. So, well, we, we, yeah, I know. They just pull up and they go, oh, my God, a black one. He was suspended for five days for playing, quote unquote, playing with a, a BB gun in his own house. Isn't that a little bit of overreach, John? It's way overreach. It's a, pl- a toy gun. And he's at home. And just because the gun was in the v- camera view that that some other kids might see the gun, that she has to make a big goddamn deal out of it. Listen, lady. Get your popsicle sticks and your cotton balls and your glitter and make a goddamn turkey, all right? Enough of this with the social justice bullshit. Jesus Christ, I can't take it anymore. And here's the thing. Like you said, the press runs with it. Not that they shouldn't. I mean, any kind of nonsense like this, I really think we should know it better. But they make... Now the teacher's going to be the victim because the teacher did this or that's what she's supposed to do. Or Again, they need to change the policy. They made it worse. The uh, school has has a Facebook page, which they later took down his post, but not before somebody captured it. it says, we have never, or uh, sorry, yeah, we never have or ever will condone any form of racism or discrimination. Safety will always be number one for our students and staff. We follow board policies and safety protocols consistently, whether we are in person or distance learning. So if he's chewing gum during the virtual learning, are you going to make him stay after class for an hour and clean the erasers? The fuck? Did you have to write gum rules? If we got caught with gum, we had to write five gum rules, which were like three paragraphs each. No, nah, they just make you swallow it. And they'd be like, swallow it. <laughs> they just it. point at you, swallow it. Or spit it out, put it in a napkin yeah. and then get rid of it. No, they made us swallow it. <laughs> really? Like, swallow that shit. Swallow yeah. that gum. Jesus yep. Christ. Yep. The things that happened when we were in school, if we did that, if they did that now, if they told the kid to swallow the gum. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I used to have to go out and clean the erasers as punishment. I don't know if you remember doing that or not, but you'd basically take them outside and you bang them together mm-hmm. to get all the chalk dust out of them. You're sitting there breathing that in. They didn't give you like a hazmat suit for that. You're just banging them right in the air. It's going right in your face. Up here in the north, that was you got to clap the razors, erasers out if you did good. Like the the kiss-ass teacher's pets got to clap the erasers. I never got a chance to clap the erasers. We used to, the erasers, when you turned them over, they had lines cut in the, in the eraser. It was like felt. And you, you could take small chunks of the chalk and kind of like wedge it into those cracks. So when the teacher would grab it to erase, it would it would make marks on the board because there was chalk wedged into it. They used to get so pissed and look at back and go, who did that? They all knew it was me. My teacher in fifth grade, if you weren't paying attention, he would pick up one of those erasers, those felt erasers, throw and throw it at you. you. Yeah, he would throw it right at you. <laughs> and, and being uh, it, one time, I'll never forget this. I was in sixth grade, and uh, Michael McNally, shout out to Michael McNally. I don't even know if he's still alive. Michael Mike. McNally was mouthing off, doing something, and the teacher turned around and he threw the eraser at Michael and it curved. He threw a slider and it curved and hit another girl right in the head. And she started crying and that was a whole to do. But nothing happened. The teacher to get in trouble. They just, you know, rub some chalk on it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I could sit, sit here. Nobody would know it. Do I do I, I look like I'm doing that? Well, yeah, you got this evil look on your face. Yes, you do look like it. Because <laughs> I would just sit there in the back of the room and just make armpit farts, and nobody knew who was doing it because I was really fucking good at it. Oh, I don't even have my I don't even have any <laughs> fart sounds on my board. Damn it! You don't need any. I just made them for you. Yes. So this is the funny thing about the virtual learning. They want you to sign parents to sign a waiver saying that you will not listen or record yes they're because they don't want you to know what they're teaching your kids they don't want you to know that they're teaching them that a a black man really invented the light bulb and that uh um you know trans people are really the way to the future and all of their core values everything that they think is going to take us forward 
again, I really don't understand that. I mean, I think Glenn Beck, there was a video that Glenn Beck did. Who ha- He runs Blaze TV. He used to be a D- He was a DJ here. He was a shock jock here in Philadelphia. Now, all of a sudden, he's this Christian. Yeah, he had a radio show. Yeah, he's, had a a, while, yeah, he's yeah. been in radio forever. Yeah. I listened to him probably 2003 or four, something like that on the radio. Yeah, he did a video where he had a stack of papers of what they're trying to teach, or they say indoctrinate. They're trying to teach your kid. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They're trying to teach your kid, and it's all this leftist propaganda. That's the word I'm coming up with, propaganda. I just, I wanted to say bullshit, but whatever. It's just, you know, this, the country is systemically racist. All systems that are, you know, government are systemically racist. All businesses are systemically racist. So they're basically what they're doing is they're teaching kids white guilt. And that's what's going on here. It's this well, whole it's, Black Lives Matter thing to me. It's not, there are more white people there than black people. And it's all this white guilt well, that they've been taught. It's reprogramming them. You and I were programmed the way we are today. And now they want to change it up and they want to program everybody the opposite direction. Well, it, that's white guilt with a lowercase w. Because you yeah, don't, well. you do not capitalize white. Because if you do, that means white supremacy. Have you ever met a white supremacist? Well, I haven't. You know they're they're um, changing things like blacklisting, and uh, there's uh, one of the things to do with like Bitcoin or something is like blackballing or black black chaining or something like that. One of the terms that they use, and they're changing that too because it's the term black, and it's like, but that doesn't have to do with color that that's nothing to do with color like like black friday has nothing to do with color what are we going to do about black friday what are we going to do about black friday i don't i haven't secured the validity of this but i had heard that black friday was actually okay um, came from when that but well black from what i understand black friday is when most businesses go from running a deficit, which is in the red, to right. a profit, which is in the black. So black profit, good thing. Black Friday is yeah. still okay. But if that's the case, then, John, which I've heard the same thing, but if that is the case, then why, when the stock market crashes, is it called Black Tuesday and not Red Tuesday? Oh, that's a good See what I'm point. Saying? So, yeah. It's like the if you've ever built a computer, you know, you have a primary hard drive and a slave. Oops. No, you have a slave and a master. Oh, no, you don't. Not anymore. No, no, you, no. Right. You have primary and secondary. But that's it. I mean, it's no longer master bedroom. Now it's the primary bedroom. Not here. Here it's the master bedroom because I am the master of all I survey. Well, I just call it her room. <laughs> you know. So you're the, you're the secondary. Yeah, I don't care. I'm that's fine. That's keeps me, keeps hey, me, listen, uh, that's how you stay married. Trust me. Well, when that's it, how when you stay comes, married. When it, when it comes down to it, I'm going to be like, yeah, you need to go clean your room in there. That shit's a mess. Yeah, tell me. But you know <laughs> something? That, don't even try to play that bullshit because you know that's not how that works. You <laughs> no, know that's not how it works. So don't even try to be all, man, all puffing your chest out, being all manly in here. I've seen you in action. That's not how any of that works. Well, Governor. You know, we're a team. I know. Governor Whitmer in Michigan. This cunt. (laughs) Now, she is putting up a 1.1 million security fence. It may or may not be electrified. We're not sure yet. But they have a perimeter security and other safety upgrades to the governor's mansion in Michigan because there's been some protests and they're worried about the safety of it. So my thing is, and I'm going to go from the movie. What's the movie with uh, Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson? I'm going to go from the movie, not Full Metal Jacket. I'm going to go from the movie A Few Good Men. In the very last scene. You can't handle the truth. Right. That scene, you can't handle the truth. And I want to question Governor Whitmer this. If they're mostly peaceful protests and you say that they are, then why do you need a security fence, right? If they're peaceful, there's no need for security. I think Mayor Ted over there in uh, Portland is 
what he's going through. He's got everybody going, hmm, don't really want none of that. No, the problem is they're not fucking peaceful protests. Okay, they're not. Right. They're borderline riots. Well, some of them are definitely riots. These riots are not Black Lives Matter riots. These are riots, anarchy riots, running under the flag of Black Lives Matter just so they can get out and cause all this mayhem and bullshit, in my humble opinion. Well, let's see. Whitmer, a Democrat who was first elected in 2018, has been the subject of menacing messages at Capitol demonstrations against her past COVID-19 stay-at-home orders. One sign at an event in April said, Tyrants get the rope. Yeah, well, okay. They were going to, like, hang her up, or what does that even mean? We're, like, on day 190 of 14 days to flatten the curve. But it was was only going to be, like, 15 days, though. Once they shut everything down... They now had full power over all of us. They just, a governor, again, in New Jersey, I'm going to speak to New Jersey because I've been watching this jerk off wield his power. I call him Governor McBeaverteeth. Once he gets people locked down, there's a gym here that said, hey, listen, we're going to practice safety and cleanliness and wearing masks and social distancing, and there's no reason why I can't open my gym. They crushed him. First, they gave him tickets. Then they had him arrested. Then they had the Board of Health come in and shut him down. They took and boarded up the front of his store so he couldn't get in. He ripped that down. Uh, Finally, there is a guy running for senator, a Republican running for senator. I can't remember his name. He's running against against the senator, Cory Booker, who's the black guy. He thinks he's... uh, He was from, what, Newark, wasn't he? Yeah, he's from the, he was the mayor of Newark, and he thinks he's... Oh, my God, I can't think oh, of his name. he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, but he... Uh, like Spartacus. Booker. Yeah, he thinks he's Spartacus. Yes. And, yeah, so he thinks he's Spartacus. Well, now what they're doing, this the guy that's running as a Republican against Cory Booker, he's going to all these places where they're shutting him down, and he's making them his political offices so they can't shut him down. Wow. Yeah. So now he's going in and he is like making them a campaign office so he can go do his thing and they can't come in and shut him down. Yes. And now the Democrats, Murphy, is all pissed off because he's going around, but he can't do anything. His hands are tied. Wow. Our state right now, we have like maybe five or six deaths a day attributed to COVID. The other day we had six deaths. And in the little print, it says these were from two months ago. So they're going back over because they don't have like, wait a minute. We don't have anybody dead here. What the fuck are we going to do? Well, let's go back and see if we can go through the records and find anyone we missed. And now they're saying, okay, here's six deaths. But these were from two months ago. These they're just coming to light now. We got like 253 people in a hospital, 23 on vents, 93 in intensive care in the whole state of 11 million people. But we can't. Unlock businesses. They're having a fit about schools, and they say they want to use science. There's more science from European countries. Their kids have been going to school, so they have data showing that it's not a problem. Kids aren't really transferring it to each other. They're not bringing it home and giving it to grandma. So this whole thing of locking down this country, and so they can blame this on, i got to say it, Trump, is bullshit, and this is one of the reasons why in the Constitution we should be right now. People in New Jersey should be right now going into Trenton. That's you say Trenton. It's Trenton, but if you're in New Jersey and you say Trenton, we should be storming the Capitol right now and running that guy out on a rail. Really should. There's no reason, but his office and the media have the whole state just scared to death. Like if you go out, you're going to get the COVID. Listen, I know that I'm at a you know, severe risk that if I get this, I won't make it through. So I am going to protect myself. But my children aren't. They can go out and my kids have been working through this. But two of my kids work for Amazon. They've worked every day through this since it started. They're obviously not working at restaurants and whatnot. No. Amazon gave them a $2 raise in the very beginning of this. And if you were running a fever, if you went to go get a test or if you tested positive, uh, you got paid. You got paid your salary. Until you know, until you could come back. I mean, they really did kind of take care of them. Now they've dropped the two dollar an hour bonus 
All right. So I've got this clip, John, if you're ready. Sure. Troy Whittington was sure surprised when he opened up a letter this week that came from the Shelby County Health Department. I'm just having a hard time understanding how they can say someone has COVID-19 when they're not even alive. It's been six months, almost seven, since she passed away. There was no testing that was done at that time on her death certificate. It was stated what the cause of death was, and it was not COVID-19. It was uh, COPD. I tried to call the health department this morning, ask them why this is going on. She said she would have to get a supervisor. She was sorry for the mistake or that she couldn't tell me any information until she got a supervisor, and I haven't heard back from them. Whittington says this situation makes him question not only the Shelby County Health Department's COVID-19 statistics, but statistics across the country. I would just like for the health department to be more accurate. Whittington would also like to point out if his mom had been alive and tested positive in June, why did it take so long for the notification to go out? We're talking two months later, she needs to be quarantined for 10 days. Well, we've already got 60 days from the time to test to to get the letter out to her, which is unacceptable. A spokesperson for the Shelby County Health Department says around 5 o'clock this Uh. evening, the department director called the Whittington family to apologize. We're told protocols have been put in place, so something like this won't happen again. I mean, come on. So I don't understand how his mom got it. I mean, she is social distancing. She's six foot away from anybody right now. (laughs) Right? And she still Uh, got it. Maybe they tested her ashes. I don't know. And then she's got a quarantine for 10 days, two months after she tested positive. So either she's dead or recovered. This is what I'm talking about. And God damn it. It's everything ties together. So now it's all Trump's fault. Well, of course, it's Trump's fault. But right now they're going to send they're they're changing the way we vote. Like they're just mailing out ballots like in New Jersey. They've got this thing so fucked up. To be honest with you, it doesn't really matter. New Jersey's been Democrat voted Democrat forever. I think the last time New Jersey went Republican was in 1980 when it was um, I think it was for Ronald Reagan. And that was because of Jimmy Carter was a total asshole. Yeah. So he was a flop. Right. So, I mean, New Jer- it doesn't matter in New Jersey. The votes here don't matter, but they do matter for Senate and they do matter for all the other down ballots from the president. I mean, New Jersey's going blue, so it doesn't even matter. But for them to just take and say, oh, we're just going to mail out. I mean, what a fucking shit show. And this just goes to show you anything that's run by the government. That's, people want their health care run by the government. They can't run a fucking thing. The only thing they can do. No. Is collect taxes. That's what they're good at. That's the only fucking thing they're good at. They're actually better at just mailing out checks. It's pretty much the only thing that they're getting at. And misappropriating funds. They got that shit down. <laughs> I have another COVID story. All right. I, I, I want to just, I'll, I'll go over this story with you. And then I want to see, tell me there's a little something in here that's just not right. And let me know if you catch it like I did. All a right. college professor attention. in Argentina who had been suffering from persistent coronavirus symptoms collapsed and died at her home during a lecture in front of her virtual class. Paola Di Simone, 46, taught the 20th century world history at the University of Argentina, complained that she was having trouble breathing during the Zoom session last week. The alarmed students asked her to give them her home address so they could summon help, and she gasped, I can't, and then collapsed on the floor. Dee Simone's husband, a doctor, discovered her lifeless body when he came home. The professor, who survived by a daughter, had mentioned her health struggle to her husband's work amid the pandemic on Twitter. I, he's a fucking Why doctor. Twitter? Why on Twitter? What? Yeah. Yeah. Is there something going on between... I mean, Jesus, he couldn't do anything to treat his wife? Are they separated? Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of insurance policies they got down there in Argentina. One of her students described the professor's last moments. She began saying that she had pneumonia. We saw it was worse than in previous classes. And then at one point, she couldn't continue passing slides. She couldn't speak. She became unbalanced. Her husband's a doctor. Apparently not a very good one. No. I mean, like he couldn't have got some hydroxychloroquine or something? Yeah, something. Give her some oxygen? Put her in a hospital? I, I mean, this thing makes no sense. Except it's got to be 
murder. Mm. <laughs> How does that happen? If your husband's a doctor I mean, and you die at home. She did complain of pneumonia-like symptoms and whatnot. I mean, during the... During was the she US, tested? She, this... she began by saying that she had a pneumonia, so... I yeah, guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going down in uh, Argentina. Yeah, but there's just another thing of she's teaching and then just drops over. Unlike the teachers around here that are scared to do anything, that don't want to do anything. Hopefully she gave everybody an A plus before she took her last breath. Yeah, you think she had time? She's as she's falling to the ground, she just grabs her book and just writes A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus. I don't know if they call it that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, terminology is for them. There's a really neat thing going on down in Georgia. Oh, there's always a lot of neat shit going down in, in Georgia, believe me. I am right 100%, listen, I'm 100% behind this. Women are planning a all-black community in Georgia after 400 years of racial oppression. Two women hope to create an all-black community in central Georgia as a way to deal with 400 years of racial oppression. Don't you think that's going the other way? We are calling it Freedom Freedom Georgia and drawing their inspiration from Wakanda, the fictional black comic book country, black capital B, that was setting was the setting for the movie Black Panther. I was going to say, don't you have to have a, like investors to do this kind of stuff? Don't you have to have a whole bunch of money to, I don't know, buy land, clear it, develop it? Well, here we stuff. go. Doesn't that take a lot of money? Ashley Scott, a realtor from Georgia, also was driven to seek therapy by her reaction to the shooting death of Amand Arbery, the young Amand black Arbery. man. Yeah, jogging the man that was jogged in the neighborhood, and he was actually shot by white supremacists. That is I bullshit. I've seen that. Right. Uh, with her friend Renee Walters, they, an entrepreneur and investor, they have founded the Freedom Georgia Initiative, a group of 19 black families who have collectively purchased 96 acres of land. And they are going to be building houses and downtown and businesses. But uh, it's all going to be black, capital B. But I thought that banks didn't loan, give loans to black people. I mean, that's what they've been saying. So This is how the Asians have done it here for years. Asians don't mess around with the, the white devil's bank. They have their own money. They, they started their own system. Don't call Jews white devils. I didn't. I just said white devils. I didn't. That's you. I didn't mention Jews. <laughs> well, you know they own the banks, right? Okay. I, that's your story. I don't say that they all own the banks. I don't know that. There's, this is a quote. We are dealing with systemic racism, Scott wrote in an op-ed for the paper. We are dealing with a deep-rooted... <laughs> I'm reading along. I'm I know. I just said I'm not going to... No one knows this paper. We are dealing in deep-rooted issues that will require more than protests in the streets. It's now time for us to get our friends, family together and build for ourselves. Walters, who serves as a president of an organization, said in an interview, the only way we'll be safe and the only way that this will work is we start bringing each other together. I am 100% behind this. I think this is fantastic. Yeah, that's cool. Right? I mean, are they saying that? 10 years from now when the homes are built and the walkways are paved and, and uh, all everybody's mowing the lawns, uh, if one of them wants to sell and a, a white person wants to go in there and buy it, they're going to be like, nah, sorry, we got rules. Maybe they do. I don't, again, I don't know if they have rules for this. I, I mean, I do think it's unconstitutional, but I'm, I'm, I'm all for this. We just really want to come and hang out and feel safe. You don't have to worry about the Karens of the world and anything like that. You just come in, have fun. We will have sportsman's areas like a black capital B sportsman area with fishing, hunting, shooting range, ATV trails. We really want to build a, a tight-knit community for our people to come in and breathe. Karen is a dis, is a dis, Der, diverse. Der, Karen is yeah, a derisive. Derisive? Derisive. Karen is a nickname for a white woman who asserts racial privilege in an offensive manner so they, is it i don't i mean who's who's defining this because there's different definitions of a karen i think that you can have a black capital b black oh. karen the same way you can have yeah, a white. black karen yeah fucking shaniqua be up in here acting up that's your that's your uh there thing. was one there was one that i actually took off the board where's the archives at 
Um, I, I didn't take it off the board. I just archived it, but I don't know how to find archived yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get into that right now. That would take us an hour to figure out how to unarchive it. I'm looking at it now. Oh, you found it so, that quick? Look at you. Right here. It's black tea is racist. <laughs> black tea is racist. Yeah, this one. There's video. Uh, yeah, she's a black you Karen. Should, she's a yeah. This canar- this woman. The the video. This is that's why I kind of like took it off the board. This is a couple of weeks old. Um, the video showing an African, uh, sorry, showing a woman of African descent berating the staff at a at boba tea, the shop in Colorado, for allegedly appropriating black culture. In the video, a woman can be heard angrily chastising staff members of boba tea shop for stealing black culture. She points to the name of the Pearl Milk Tea Shop, Trap Tea, the Boba Plug. Like trap, like trap music. I don't even know and what trap music the employ- is. It's, it's a type of rap music. It's a type of rap. Okay. Um, who appeared to be of Asian descent of being thieves. Um, I won't be able to get the video to play. How do you want me to I'll do that. I like, can go get it. it to you. I, you know what? I almost pulled it I've, for you, and I, I ran out of time. Absolutely. I mean, that's a perfect example of someone coming in and saying that they're appropriating your culture. That's a black Karen. Right. But that's what the United States was, was it's a melting pot of all cultures. Like, in other words, has this woman ever made spaghetti? Because then she would be appropriating the uh, Asian culture. Italian. Well, actually, spaghetti came from Asia. The Italians just made it good. Tell that to an Italian. I understand. What are you talking about? Hey, it's the spaghetti with the spaghetti. Yeah. But again, this is where they can come in with their camera, right? And they can do this and then they can can post this on their social media. But it's a bunch of Asians in a tea shop. It's not white people, you know, wearing George fucking Floyd shirts. I know. Yeah. Well, again, I would say that a Karen just isn't white lowercase w or black capital b right well can you roll can you get to the video clip this establishment is uh not black owned but using you're stealing black culture is this not black culture trap tea the boba plug no you're the asian asian people stealing black black culture once again please once again please okay you'll be exposed though you're not black owned you're stealing black culture Thank you for coming. No, I came here because I thought it was black owned. No, you didn't. That's why I came here. So my friends, I'm supporting a black business. This is not black owned. This is not black owned. Agents stealing, stealing black. How do they know? Once again, uh, you're a coon. Here comes a black guy. I'm a coon. you're a coon a black guy standing there with his mask on waiting to get his culturally appropriated tea yeah and she starts going off and he's like listen that's not what's going on here right she starts calling him a coon and i was like hmm is that something maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe that's a different connotation to the word so i went to the urban dictionary and this is an insulting term used by both races. When used by whites, it translates to the N-word. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. But right. when used by blacks, it's describing a Uncle Rufus. I thought it was Rufus type character. A black person who is ignorant to white discrimination and, unknowing, and unknowingly suffers with self-hatred. A black man huh. who only dates white women or... Only finds white women attractive. And then the sentence, great. The only black newscaster for Fox didn't find anything wrong with the white policeman only arresting the black kids in the group of black and white kids. What a coon. Wow. There you go. Right? Well, then the in the the workers um, of this tea shop's defense, I've been to a black owned business and all the and all the parking spaces were slanted. So they were culturally appropriating too. And now you know. All right, moving on. Yep. So enough of black Karen's and white Karen's and any kind of Karen, male Karen's and female Karen's. Oh, now we're on a Karen theme. 
El Dorado fire sparked by gender reveal party has grown to more than 10,000 acres. <laughs> of all the stupid reasons for there to be a fire, the dumbest fucking reasons possible. Like, I mean, lighting a fart uh, after ta- Taco Bell in a dry field would be a, a more acceptable reason to have a fire start. I guess than this shit. Uh, a pyrotechnic device was used by a gender reveal party has burned more than ten thousand of acres since Saturday. It's, it's called a sparkler, right? Basically, they light it. If it burns pink, then you know what it is. If it burns blue, but I, I guess if it burns white, what is it? Um, it's a uh, well. Be careful now because it's, it's a non binary, non right, non binary. Yes. Yeah. So if it doesn't light at all, what is that? Is it going to be a, a retarded or something? Well, here's the de- maybe. Who knows? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> so they tracked down the lady who actually was the very first, the inventor of the gender reveal, and she is now denouncing the gender reveal. And so I have some clips. We had a cake. A very simple cake. She had a, she made a cake and the cake was white frosted. And when you cut a piece between the two layers was pink frosting. And that was the gender reveal. And this was in 2008. Back then there was only two genders. That's all we were talking about is two genders. Now that could be like a really tall cake. This story gets better. (laughs) So here we go. My wife publicly disavowed gender reveal parties for quite some time now, about a year. I've been campaigning against them. I didn't call it a gender reveal party. I actually called it a peep show. So it was a peep show. You would peep to see what the (laughs) the gender was. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. But it gets better. Why do you think she does? She's denouncing gender reveal parties because she's woke. Yes, she's woke. But here we go. Somebody on Twitter was looking for the source of the gender reveal party. And one of my old social media followers tagged me into the conversation. And I was like, well, it's kind of funny that this is even coming about because we had our family picture taken recently. And there's my daughter. She likes to wear a tuxedo. It's like kind of ironic. And people were like astonished. And it became a story and it became an opportunity for me to really speak out. The pink cake. So her daughter's, yeah. She's either non-binary or is uh, identifying as a male. Yep. Well, there you go. Done fucked up all the gender reveals. There's a guy. I don't I don't have the news story uh, front and center here, but I remember enough about it. The guy's wife was pregnant, and she was having a rough pregnancy, I guess. The guy, as the guy put it, she was kind of a bitch. And to kind of help her out, to pick her up, you know, get her out of a depressive mood, <clears throat> her uh, sister got involved and said, well, hey, I'm going to, you know, put together a gender reveal party for you, right? I guess they all had to meet somewhere else. It wasn't at the um, mom-to-be and dad-to-be's house. And they they took separate vehicles. So they're in the backyard doing the gender reveal. And the gender reveal came out. A girl and the guy left his own party. His wife even, like, nudged him and was like, look happier. You need to look happier. And and he was like, fuck this. I'm out. So. So he gets in his car and leaves and goes to his, goes to one of his family members houses and it turns out you know he was like you know how dare you and all this shit and you know online and he come out and said look man i I wanted a son that i could throw ball with out in the yard that i could show about you know you know boy stuff you know uh that and and they're like well you know not all boys like playing sports and and you can have a girl that plays sports and it's like mind your fucking business this guy wanted a boy you didn't get one let him let him cope. Yeah, well, that's his fault to. because the determination of sex mm-hmm. is has to do with the male. So one of his swimmers didn't make yeah. one of his male swimmers didn't make it there. So she goes yeah. on. I think the parties are um, they're physically harmful for uh, many of obvious reasons, blowing up the forestry and burning down things at the parties. But they're also very socially harmful <laughs> with the people in our society for transgender and non-binary people who don't fit on the spectrum. Um, these parties can be really harmful to them. Yeah, so if you're a non-binary and you go to a gender reveal party, you're going to feel left out because you're a non-binary. Or maybe you've flipped the script and went from um, male to female or female to male. Look, 
if you know, if you go to a gender reveal party, you know what you're getting yourself into. If you don't believe in that shit, don't show up. Well, again, I, I, I the thing here's the thing about gender reveal parties is everybody's got to outdo somebody else. You know, uh, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, he had his wife, pregnant wife, throw this canister up in the air, and then him he shot it with a shotgun, and it exploded. And it was pink. And, that, and then they knew they were having a girl. So, again, they're getting more and more elaborate on how to to do these. Again, I think that maybe you should just say the sex of the child reveal party. The sex of the child reveal party. Because we all know gender can be f- as fluid as a l- lake or river. Uh, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Okay. Here's the last clip for her. The, the lady who <laughs> invented the... The one that started all this bullshit. And even heteronormative people really all right heteronormative i know what that means do you go ahead because i i had to look it up people who typically just are i guess you'd say normal normal. and think you know man woman woman man that's it there's nothing else don't worry about it like it's not that they give a shit about the other they just they don't really right it's not an active part of their life they don't have kids that are that are in the community or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, they're just normal people. Yeah, they don't believe that there's an infinitive amount of infinitive. Yes. An infinite, infinite, an infinite, an infinite. God damn. Why do I even have a podcast? An infinite amount of <laughs> genders. And even heteronormative people really are harmed and incensed by this idea of if it's, you know, an explosion with the tractors or whatever, it's a boy. And then the girls are on the opposite spectrum and everything has to be pink and tutu. I think a lot of people out there are searching for likes on the Internet and it has caused a lot of problems. The ultimate truth is it doesn't matter. And what really matters is how you feel about yourself, how your family feels about you, how your community feels about you. So when you start a forest fire, you are really acting against that goal. Be a little bit more responsible with the parties. Throw a different type of party. Like, yeah, what's the baby's name? That's, you know, so much more possibilities with that than whether or not it has a penis. See, here's the deal. A name reveal party. <laughs> what's his name? Bob. <laughs> no. John. See, you have to have names like Cameron or... You know, names that... Yeah, non, non-gender. Non-gender names. There's a shit ton of non-gender names. Uh, so now you have uh, to have... Yeah, so what are you naming the child? Well, we don't know. So we're going to name it Kelsey, or we're going to name it Carson, or, yeah, names like... Uh, or we don't even know if it's going to be male or female. It could be non-binary. So we're going to take a chance and name it Zion. Or if you're Elon Musk, it can be like XAE plus 12. Apostrophe That's the Y. Name. Yeah. And then Trevor Noah, he had nothing to do, so he chimed in. Okay, people, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. These gender reveals have gone too far. 10,000 acres have burned. And it's not even the first time this kind of thing has happened. I mean, at this point, gender reveal party is now one of the most dangerous terrorist organizations. It's ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Taylor Swift fans, and gender reveal parties. Not in that order. Calm down, Swifties. Now he says that a gender reveal party is a terrorist organization. Now, and listen, I know he's making a joke, and it's not really a good joke, but he's making a joke. And that's fine. I get it. But, again, we can't – so with social media, what we do right now is we – everybody has an opinion. We all charge in. I'm, I'm as guilty as the next person. I do the same thing. So what Trevor says yeah. – here's his, here's his final thoughts on this, and I kind of agree with this. Celebrating a baby's genitalia is starting to feel very outdated. Like, given everything we're learning about gender, gender reveal parties should only happen when the child is old enough to know their actual gender and to pitch in some cash for the fire damage. See, they've got to be old enough to be able to pay for the damages that are done during the reveal Well, party. of course, because that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the guy who got caught on video urinating on a Trump sign in uh, somebody's yard? He got caught on video... And the guy who owned the sign blasted him with a paintball gun while he was doing it. <laughs> well, I did see a video. This was actually on TikTok. What the guy did was he had a bunch of Trump signs on his on his lawn. And he was laying, yeah. you know, on the side of the porch with a paintball gun. And as they came, kids came to take the Trump signs. He started, he was shooting them like dump rats uh, with paintballs, which I thought was funny. All right. This, yeah, this said that they were... The, there was video footage 
that shows a Trump supporter, you're using a paintball gun to dispel a leftist who is trying to urinate on, on the Trump Pence lawn sign. I mean, that's just uh, one way. To, I've, I've seen others um, that have taken the sign and attached it to a two by four full of like big, long spike nails because and then they'll like put it out out by the road and cars will like drive over it trying to change oh i'm gonna take that sign down on my car nobody will look boom and then they got a uh, two by four full of nails in their tires it's awesome so i mean how do you have that much animosity towards something so stupid i i, I really don't know so the next story we want to get into i uh, i have a friend of mine i uh, you know an acquaintance of mine uh i've worked with her on some of her audio. Her name's uh, Bridget Fetessy. She does the Dumpster Fire YouTube show. It's every other week. Okay. I love the show. I love her. I think she's funny. She's got two people with her. One's Cousin Maggie, and the other one is Sam, uh, Sammy Flapsenfold, and they do a little YouTube show. And I was wondering, because they just did it this week, uh, how they were going to handle all the shooting and mayhem that was going on with the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, story and the you know the, the death. So I'm just going to play you what she said in the beginning of her show. Okay, folks, there was a lot of political violence in the past couple of weeks, and it would seem weird to ignore it, but we won't be covering it because they're active investigations, and we are neither actual reporters, a real news show, lawyers, detectives, or internet sleuths who think they're detectives and lawyers, and now there's this new season of Law and Order that's taking place and every night there's a shooting in America and then all of the internet jumps on the case and they're inferring intention, analyzing forensics, breaking it down in these like frame-by-frame videos and come on, guys. They have professionals who do this. I'm sure the detectives who are actually on the case appreciate everyone on Twitter and Reddit breaking this down and coming up with their own theories and just also inferring motives, jumping to conclusions that they then present as facts. I'm sorry, but I don't think this is helpful. (laughs) I couldn't disagree more. You know why? Because we are not lawyers and we don't have any of that. And we are going to dive into this case. So buckle in. The guy that was shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, the one that Rittenhouse. lived. Rittenhouse. What I say? Kyle, whatever I said. Kyle Rittenhouse, you are correct. Just His, call him Kyle. Kyle. His name is Gage Grokesitz. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So I said what I said. All right. He has got a lawyer now, and he is now speaking. He just gave an interview. And uh, let's hear from uh, Gage. I walked away with my life that night. Two people didn't. Gage Grosskreutz is the only person to survive of the three people shot during protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I think about the screams, about the gunshots. I think about everything all the time. Grosskreutz says he arrived in Kenosha from Milwaukee, deeply disturbed by this video of police shooting Jacob Blake in the back and concerned about a call to arms by a local militia on Facebook. The former paramedic says his goal was to provide medical care to anyone who needed it there. When he arrived on August 25th, he had no idea that 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse had also arrived from Illinois. He was also vowing to help people and protect businesses. Both had their cell phones. Both carried medical kits. Rittenhouse had a rifle. All right, now hang on here one second. Here's the deal. Gage had a gun, too. The only yeah, difference... Yeah, he had a Glock, didn't he? Yeah. The only difference between Kyle and Gage was they were on opposite sides of this. And they're painting this kid automatically like he's there to start shooting, like, like it's a school shooting. And that's not how this went down. We looked at the video. I went through it frame by frame. Thank you very much, Bridget. I went through this thing frame by frame because it's all over the internet. And they've got Google Maps, and they're showing you how which way he ran and how things are going. And they did. They went through this stuff, like all the videos, like it's the Zabruder films from the JFK assassination. Yeah. There was a shot fired behind him, and the, the one guy, the first guy he killed, lunged at his gun and tried to take his gun away from him. And he shot him three times. So if someone tries to take your gun away from you, that is where you're allowed to use lethal force. 
then he called 911 and they they started like let's get him so he started running up the street he again once again he he's running away from he's not engaging he's not trying to shoot somebody he falls because apparently i don't know he tripped and he fell and he gets hit by a skateboard but that's not a weapon right that's okay and the guy tries to take his gun he fires at him he hits him in the chest that's the second guy this guy gage you want to talk about revisionist history what he does is he starts to back up with his hands up and then when kyle either either starts to drop his rifle or whatever he reaches in grabs his pistol and moves forward and that's when kyle basically blew 90 percent of his bicep off were you also armed absolutely like i said i believe in the right to bear arms but that night rittenhouse used his firearm well his arm got bared had to use his (laughs) medical kit on himself yeah he had to use his medical kit because rittenhouse was a quicker shot he was quicker on the draw Let's say this story had a, a, another ending where uh, Gage pulled out his pistol and shot Rittenhouse in the head. How would this story go down now? Would Gage be uh, in jail? He'd be a hero. He'd be a fucking hero. Yeah. So he's allowed, he believes in the Second Amendment right. But meanwhile, this kid can't have a gun because he's 17, one year under. And the kid has, he's, he has guns. He's been trained. He's, he's obviously been trained. He's a hell of a shot. He shot like seven times, killed three people. I think he only missed one. Self. This is just before the two came face to face. Rittenhouse is running down the street after his first deadly shooting that night. He falls. He shoots and misses one person. Anthony Huber hits Rittenhouse with a skateboard. He shot that guy in the stomach. Huber is shot and killed. Three seconds later, Grosskreutz goes towards the shooter. He's shot. I'm missing 90% of my bicep. I'm in... Constant pain, like excruciating pain, pain that just doesn't go away. Rittenhouse eventually walks towards police with his hands up and police pass him by. His attorney says his client acted in self-defense. The shooter walked away and... Oh, okay. Kyle acted in self-defense. I thought they were saying that Gage acted in self-defense. He didn't act in self-defense. He was the attacker. All right. I'm sorry. Got to sleep in their bed that night. Some people don't get that luxury. Two people were taken to the morgue that night, and Grosskreutz yeah, was taken well. to the hospital in a police vehicle. What on earth got you to a point where you were chasing somebody who had a semi-automatic rifle? We don't want to compromise the current criminal investigation against the shooter at this point in time, and unfortunately going into those details, it might do that. Prosecutors have charged Rittenhouse with two homicides, attempted homicide, and use of a dangerous weapon. Under Wisconsin law, Rittenhouse is too young to legally possess a gun. But Grosskreutz says he's the one facing death threats for his actions that night. I never fired my weapon that night. Why not? I was there to help people, not hurt people. Didn't get a chance. Bullshit! He didn't get a chance! He pulled his gun. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only reason he didn't fire his gun is because Rittenhouse blew half his arm off. I love the way this fucking gaslighting, and this is a perfect example of how the fucking mainstream media gaslights everybody, and there's that, where's Kyle's side? Where's the fairness? Where's the fucking facts? I mean, I'm so sick of this bullshit. He backed up, and when Kyle dropped his guard, he went for his gun and tried to shoot Kyle, and Kyle got the drop on him, and he and now he's shot, and he's whining like a bitch. Hey, listen, this is the, here's the deal. If you aren't out with all the rioters and the looters, and if you both stayed home, you wouldn't be in this fucking trouble right now. And he was there to get... Why did you bring a gun if you're there for aid? I brought the gun because why? Because I, I, it felt good in my pocket? Because I give it to somebody else? He brought that gun there in case he had to use it. You don't, you don't take a gun wherever you're going unless you have full intention of pulling the fucking trigger on it when when the time comes that's right and he pulled it out and he started to point it he didn't use it though well he never got a chance to he would have another second and he would have used it don't give me that bullshit i mean because because as you know as this guy says i watched him kill somebody and then run and it's like well why didn't you pull out your gun then i mean i don't know listen why don't you pull your gun out then and shoot him when he was laying down yeah again kids out there playing fucking cosplay and they, they think this is a big fucking video game this is bullshit 
They're tearing up the city. They're burning down fucking businesses. It's all nonsense. It's all got to stop. I had a legal right to, one, possess it, and two, possess it concealed. I'm not an Antifa terrorist organizer. I'm a mid-20-year-old male. I go to school. And yeah, I exercise my First Amendment right to peacefully protest. Nobody should have been hurt or died that night. We're Americans. We're human beings. We're better than that. Okay, so you're better than that. Peaceful protesting. Did you see the fucking place? Cars set on fire. Businesses looted. Is that peaceful protesting? He's there to make sure it's peaceful. These well, if, protesters are so brazen now that if you got a fucking AK-47, they still attack you. If he's there to help people with his medical kit, why wasn't he offering some kind of aid to the guy that just got shot? You know, They're not 100% sure, but they think that, and again, this is all speculation. Again, I don't have all the facts. The first shot was shot into the air. They think he might have shot the first shot into the air. All right, so let's talk about Gage. He's been a kayaker who often takes people out on boating trips. Well, I guess that's over. Uh, he worked as a special event coordinator, wildness, medical instructor, and a sea kayak guide. He can do it now. He just has to do it in a circle. He has a forfeiture for case going for not showing obedience to officers and one for loud noises. He could drum for Def Leppard. He could drum for Def Leppard. In 2016, he was convicted of a criminal misdemeanor for going armed with a firearm while intoxicated. So Uh-oh. he might not even be able, uh, uh, they say it's a misdemeanor. I don't know. He might not even be able to carry a gun because he was convicted of that. And how many gun-related offenses does Kyle Rittenhouse have? Well, before this, none. Gun-related offensive. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. But he's the victim because he, because he's the loser, and the press loves a loser. <laughs> he's the, right. They yeah. love themselves well, 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 a loser. Depends what side they're on. Depends what side. Right. They're on. They organized a GoFundMe fundraiser for Gage. I knew it. Right. They don't say here how much money he has. Again, I got to go with this whole thing of the way the press spins a story. They don't even give you all the facts, and those of us who internet sleuth and go watch the videos and dig into what's, you know, what's being said, we could write a better story. Was his name um, Gage Grosskritz? That's it. Or, yeah, Gage Grosskritz. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look it up real quick. His GoFundMe currently is at fifty nine grand. $59,000. You know, they, they started a GoFundMe for Kyle's defense fund. Yeah, and they, and they took it they down. They took it yes. down. But yeah. the guy that the police shot, his... GoFundMe is alive and well. People are donating to that too. Well, now there was there was some for Kyle that were fakes. Oh, well, so that's, that's true too. Okay, so yes, that's, that's what they claim anyway. That's what the go. You know, they come well, out maybe and said because everybody was like, "Well, why did you take his down?" And they're like, "Well, there were too many fakes." You know. Well, I guess eh, um, I can understand that. It doesn't look like that's the reason to me. I think the reason is exactly what you think the reason is. Yes. One-sided. Absolutely. All right. So, again, we had voicemail. If you want to call the voicemail number, it's 856-859-9. If you want to call the voicemail, it's 856-59. Damn it. You need it on your shirt. I'll, I'm going to have my wife put it on a shirt <laughs> so you can look at me when you need to know the number. I'm going to do it again. If you want to use the voicemail number, it's easy to do. It's 856-599-8558. And we got a voicemail. Hey, Sean. Just calling to say I agree with you going to Dunkin' Donuts every day. Don't let these fucking fools tell you that a grown-ass man can't eat as many donuts as he goddamn wants. If these soft-ass pussies can't handle that, they can take their asses down to the gay-ass vegan store and eat some faggy hummus or some shit. The next time you head down to the Double D, grab two bear claws and smash them down for me. Weight loss is for quitters. Who cares if you live long enough to see your grandkids graduate? What the hell have they done for me lately? Not a goddamn thing. Bunch of handout kids looking for validation without any of the hard work. Jersey tomatoes ain't free, goddammit. I say you eat as much. <laughs> he lost sorry. it. Yeah, he lost <laughs> it. Fuck, okay. I say eat as much Dunkin' as you damn well please because no one lives forever, so why eat broccoli? Jersey tomatoes out. Jersey tomatoes out. And that's uh, Tyler from the Fartmouth podcast. 
uh, he called in. Most of the voicemails uh, call up and tell me that I'm fat and I shouldn't go to Dunkin' Donuts. And to be totally honest, I go to Dunkin' Donuts, I get their coffee, their iced tea, a breakfast sandwich. I'm not much into the donuts. I really haven't been eating the donuts, but you know what? If they want to run with the donuts thing, that's fine. I think they want to push you more towards a uh, state of ketosis. Yes. Ketosis would be great. Yeah, so if you want to chime in on any of the stories, you have something to say, you're pissed off at me, let it hang out there. Just give us a call on the voicemail number. I'll try it again. 856-599-8558. Look at me. Two in a row. Two in a row. All that ginkgo biloba is fucking doing his job. (laughs) So what I started taking was fish oil because it's supposed to be high in omega-3s and good for your brain. And the first time I took it, I wasn't prepared to be close to a toilet. And I'll tell you what, that was an experience trying to get... Yes. Yes, that loosened me up. Let me tell you. That loosened me up like Cardi B. But I digress. All right, Bob. Once again, we've done it all. We've said it all. Well, at least most of it anyway. And what uh, we didn't say this time, we'll say it next time. Yes, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, Tell your friends if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, tell your friends anyhow. We'd love to have you come and listen. And if your friends already enjoy us, get new friends. Correct. All right, everyone. Talk to you next week.